Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Pod Crashing, episode number 81 with Eric Newsom. The book is titled Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting and Great Audio Storytelling. It's the first book on the craft of audio storytelling from a true podcasting pioneer. A veteran of NPR and Audible, Newsom has created and produced podcasts that routinely top the charts, appear in yearly best-of lists, and win awards. Of the 6 billion podcast downloads each year, more than 1 billion of those are from the 130 podcasts that Newsom has created, including the TED Radio Hour, Invisibilia, where Should We Begin with Esther Perel and The Butterfly Effect. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Eric Newsom. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. What the hell took you so long to get this book out here? Seriously, come on, break it down. <laughs> A lot of people are interested in podcasting these days. Let me tell you something. After yesterday at what happened to iHeartMedia, there's going to be 1,000 more people that are going to be interested in podcasting, and your book better be placed inside their hands. Yeah, you know, it's uh, well, there's 2,000 new podcasts a week, so maybe they will find somewhere to land. You know, what? one of the biggest questions that people have, and I'm, I'm sure that you went through it as well, is, you know, what, what do people want to listen to? What is podcast listening versus terrestrial? I mean, I, I've been doing it for eight years now, and so I totally get the language, but there are people that are listening want to do podcasting. Yeah, so podcasting, you know, if you look at radio as being a great experience when you listen to a station um, and radio will always be around for, for live uh, um, uh, of the moment in the moment type experiences. Um, but you know, if a show airs at 7am in the morning and you aren't able to listen to radio, then it used to be, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't hear it. And uh, podcasting allows it to be uh, on demand. Um, you can listen when you want to, regardless if that's at seven in the morning or if it's seven at night or midnight or whatever the next day. And uh, additionally, podcasting allows you to kind of get out of needing to appeal to people in a demographic market or geographic market, where you, uh, you have, if you're interested in creating a, a podcast about a certain subject or what have you, um, you don't have to worry about having the mass of people you need to make a radio show work. Now, you coming from the world of NPR, weren't you guys doing this way before even podcasting started? It's just we had to wait for that one special time. Um, well, the uh, you know uh, NPR was fairly early into podcasting, started podcasting in the summer of 2005. Uh, podcasting had been around for about a year and a half before that. And there were people who at that time thought we were really late in getting into it and um, ended up growing, obviously, uh, NPR into becoming the largest podcaster in the world, which it still is today. And um, that uh, it was just because our programming worked real well with that. Um, lots of uh, uh, shows that were available uh, for an hour and then on the weekend, and now they can be a podcast to listen to anytime during the weekend. It just really, and, and public radio is really good at telling stories, which is whether it's an interview form or a conversation form or in a narrative series, it, uh, that's a form that works really well in podcasting. The book we're talking about is Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting. You opened my eyes here with something, Guy. The only 10 words that matter. Yeah. Being able to describe your, your show in a way or your podcast in a way that 10 words or less describes your podcast and nothing else in the world. And, and they're doing so, though, there's too many of them, though, of the, of the 700,000 podcasts that are out there, they're all chasing that mighty dollar. Don't you think it's about the performance and the story first? People who, who rush into podcasting thinking there's a lot of money in it and they want to make money uh, in podcasting are often very disappointed in their results. Uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with making money, and people do make money in podcasting. They now make my living in podcasting. And 
but it all starts with having something that people really want to hear and they, he's saying something that other people want to gravitate towards and come back to and then that's how you make money. It's not because you know, people are just throwing checks out of windows to the podcasters. The language of the podcaster, Steve Olsher from Podcast Magazine, which premiered this month. Uh, I, I had to go. The, I had to go the route of you know, is it you know, so many people they, they get a podcast and they think they've got a legal license to use curse words. He says it's freedom of speech. You coming from NPR? What is your angle on that? I think it's interesting. I've been asked this question before, and I'm surprised by it when I hear it. That there's, um, you know, you can do anything you want in a podcast. You can, well, you can still be sued for things you say on a podcast if you do something like that, but you can use any language you wish. And there are times when language is gratuitous and doesn't really have a place. And there are times when language is a really important way to express yourself. And I don't paint an absolute if it's always good or it's always bad. I like, I'm much more tied to if people are going to use harsh language. Um, uh, it has meaning and intent rather than just being there to be shocking. The book we're talking about is Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting. In order to build a podcast versus the episodes, is there a certain number that you have to hit before you consider it? It's a movable success? Because it's like when I, when I get a new podcast idea, I, I'm shooting for 100 plus shows. I, I don't want to stop at 15. No, you can do any number you want. The great thing about podcasting is there are no rules, right? So your episodes could be as long as you want to make them. You can, make as, you can have them come out as often as you want. You can have as many episodes as you want. If you want to take a break for a couple months, take a break for a couple months. I mean, like you could, there are obviously ramifications and implications of any decision you make, but you could do whatever you and your audience want. What, what about the length of the show? Because you, you talked about a few minutes ago about the hour long one, but we also sit through two hours of Joe Rogan. I, I prefer seven to 14 minutes. What, what is your, your, your reaction to a, to a time limit? I think that uh, it's it's often the wrong conversation to have. Um, uh, I, I, people ask me all the time, how long should my podcast be? And I'm like, I'm not going to answer that question. And if anybody answers it for you, don't listen to them because they're an idiot, right? The, the truth is the podcast should be as long as it needs to be and no longer. And if you are creating a two-hour experience and you're Joe Rogan and you've got a lot to say and you're, you've got amazing guests and the quality of the conversation is great, and you want to, and, and, and the audience loves it and listens to the whole thing, who cares how long it is? Um, however, there are lots of people who, because of the commute length or the amount of time they have to walk the dog or whatever, really want something shorter and gravitate to shorter things. And you're seeing more and more podcasts now, which are the average length of getting shorter and shorter. And uh, that's, that's, that's completely cool. It just shows that there are different tastes for different people and you're not confined to a clock, a broadcast clock or rules. You can do whatever you think is right. In your book, Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting, I love how you say great audio stories contain scenes. We, The listener has got to be able to have theater of the mind, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's, it's, I, I think that great podcasts when you're doing narrative, like you're doing a story over an episode or or a, a number of episodes, it's, it's a very cinematic experience. And the parallels between film and great podcasters are incredibly high. And great films have a character, a narrative art. They have characters that encounter resistance and try to overcome it. They have scenes in which all the action takes place. And there's some sort of moral or resolution at the end. It's either stated or implied. And I think great storytelling in, in audio bears those same marks. 
how far do you think we are away from from podcasting really making a huge impact? I was told we're still 20 years away from it being that one source of sound. I don't know if it's ever, you know, I, I, that's interesting. I don't know why I would say that. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there always is going to be a need to have live on-demand radio, whether it's delivered to an AM, an FM transmitter, or over the Internet, it doesn't matter. It's that have live radio will still always be something that people want and need in their life, uh, just for the sense of immediacy and being in the moment. And and so I don't think it's a matter of podcasting growing and replacing radio, but, you know, just like, uh, you know, on-demand TV has not completely replaced TV. It's replaced some elements of TV and disrupted some elements of TV. But, you know, if you want to watch a live football game, you're not going to – you want to watch a live football game. You don't necessarily want to watch something that's a half hour, an hour, or two hours delayed uh, because it's on demand. And though you can if you want to. If you're not available to watch it live, you can. And I think that same parallel is going to happen in audio and radio as well. But there will still be things that are just better consumed live and things that aren't. And people, and, and people, audiences, and content will gravitate to those spaces. And if it will just continue to be reflect listener preference rather than what the company wants to do or what the creator wants to, wants to do. The listeners always win. Are you going to turn this book into a podcast where people can uh, tune in and listen to it and grow with you? I, uh, I, I've thought about that and I have too much other work to do. Well, I want to congratulate you on this book, and I'm, I'm very grateful that, that you took the time to even put this together because there's a lot of people that want to grow within this, and we need leadership from you. Oh, thank you very much. It's very kind of you to say. Please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Be brilliant today, okay, man? All right, thank you.